Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And if it's Tuesday, this must be the fix. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited and encouraged by the um, comments that you give, those who subscribe, and of course, those who share, because who doesn't have uh, a family member, a loved one, a friend, a friend of a friend who isn't going through things uh, as many people believe, you know, especially this time of year when challenges and pressures seem to be mounting. A lot of times it's because it is the holiday season and we don't do well in certain environments or situations or around particular people as they bring back certain memories or we just don't operate well in that uh, that social environment. I've, I've got a, a dear friend, his, his name is Mark, and, and Mark is a wonderfully social person, uh, but get Mark in a room and he doesn't feel comfortable um, in that environment. And it has nothing to do with how friendly he is. It's because he's super friendly. It's just that he's not as social as the next person. So this time of year, he feels especially uncomfortable. Uh, and we want to help overcome that. Uh, uh, my wife, Laura, very similarly uh, she's much better than than she used to be because she is uh, such an accomplished professional. And so she's in meetings and in front of people and leadership and standing and talking and, and going to conferences and different things that she does to help uh, move her from that person who feels uncomfortable uh, to a person who operates very successfully uh, within uh, her element and even elements that... Uh, She's not really accustomed to, which brings me um, to uh, today's podcast and the source of it. Um, I'm very fortunate, uh, Laura, many of you know, we've been married over uh, 30 years, been together over 31 years and have an incredible, um, healthy, productive, enjoyable life together. And we're so fortunate and so blessed. But Laura is always looking to sharpen her saw and to keep sharp with positive mindsets and the things that she does to withstand the pressures and remain very um, uh, confident and comfortable and successful in her role as a uh, uh, as a corporate leader. Uh, but she messaged me the other day, as, as you probably know, I'm a big fan of uh, Sean Croxton and Quote of the Day. Uh, if you're if you haven't downloaded that yet, go to Google Play Store or or um, Podbean or a Stitcher or whatever podcast channel you listen on. Look up Sean Croxton quote of the day or QOD as he calls it. There was a podcast that Laura sent me, and I loved it to death. Uh, Sean introduced a, a Dr. Joe Dispenza who I'd never heard of before, but I listen to a lot of his things now. And the, the, uh, the talk was, your thoughts can make you sick. 
really powerful and impacting title. So, of course, I had to listen to it on my way to work. And I'm going to provide the links in the description. So I'm going to I'm going to send you the link from the podcast that Sean had a, at the quote of the day. And then I'm also going to send you a YouTube link um, from Dr. Joe Dispenza on the larger talk where this was pulled from. So look for those links in the description. Please go. I, I really want you to subscribe to, to Sean. You'll love it. Uh, 10 to 12, 15-minute segments. Great for on the way to work. And Sean uh, always um, gives his uh, idea or view in the beginning, and you'll like where his head is at as well. One of the things that Sean said about introducing this talk by Dr. Joe was, Sean said, change the way you think and you reduce stress levels. That is a powerful and accurate statement. And I hope you listen more, not just this podcast, but you click on the link to listen to more of Sean and certainly the introduction to the larger talk and the link that I will send you. Your thoughts can make you sick. So let's get going. Let's get started. Today is the power of thinking. And if you want to go back and listen to any of my other podcasts, you know so much. It's about changing the way we think from the inside out, as Dr. Covey uh, in the Quality Movement talks about. So the power of thinking, um, and I love the word psychic. Thoughts are psychic in our mind, are the psychology, the psychiatric, the interworkings of our brain. It's relating to the human soul or mind and, 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 and the mental uh, opposed to the physical, right? The psychology is pertaining to or noting mental phenomena. I like that. Something phenomenal is occurring within the psyche as we understand the power of our thoughts and how we have the ability to change. Where this was first introduced to me helped revolutionize my life. And again, you know of my addiction background, but I want you to know that this works for anyone looking to get well. So substitute words if you need to, so you can own it and implement it into the intricacies of your life and your mind so you can grow and become the person that you've always wanted to be. And that is powerful. So the power of thinking, I first began to understand that actually when I was still in my addiction, still suffering from uh, compulsive overeating and bulimia, of course, the alcohol and drugs, and by this time, the gambling was really starting to make its presence known and and the challenge of, of that. Um, and so we, we, um, we find our way through, through changing. And we change because our thinking changes. And again, I was first introduced to this with um, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale and the power of thinking. 
uh, and and how it changed and began to change me, sort of planted that seed. So when I got to the rooms of recovery and I first um, read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I was introduced to this part called the doctor's opinion. It was written by a medical physician, uh, Dr. Uh, William Silkworth, and it's unbelievable in terms of the medical indication for addiction overall. And, and, I, and I believe this spans the entire degree of anyone looking to become well on any level for any reason, because it's thinking, right? When Dr. Joe talks about your thoughts can make you sick, he doesn't really indicate or, or make it um, contingent on any particular sickness. He's talking about a mental sickness, a soul sickness, which um, happens to dictate our behavior. Um, and of course, as um, uh, as we know that um, it is a natural uh, human response to seek relief from that which is uncomfortable. So Dr. Silkworth, he's describing a person who is repeatedly finding that there's another bottom along the way where life continues to get worse and worse and worse and worse based on their thinking, which results in their behavior, which is very destructive. So after describing the the behavior of this person, Dr. Silkworth says, and I quote, this is repeated over and over again. And unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little hope of his recovery. On the other hand, and strange as it may seem to those who don't understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, now finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol, the only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. Wow. He's talking about a person who is on a destructive path. And again, now finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. Just exchange the word alcohol for whatever you're going through. Depression, despair, malcontentness, isolation, anorexia, compulsive overeating, bulimia, compulsive gambling, anger, smoking, you name it. You you name the thing that is bothering you most and that you want to overcome from. And the principle is the same. We have to experience an entire psychic change. I need to change my thinking from the ground up. If I leave any old thinking there, it's going to infect the new thinking, causing that to be corrupted, and it will not allow me to become well. Matter of fact, It'll be a little bit of well and a little bit of illness or sickness, and the sickness will eventually take it over. And that's just the way it is. I like what um, uh, 
Father Martin says about what's what's more powerful than a lie. And what's more powerful than a lie is a half-truth, because there's just enough truth to make it believable, but just enough of a lie to corrupt it. And the same thing here, and that's why I'm so grateful that Dr. Silkworth said an entire psychic change. We can't leave anything behind of the old way, the old thinking that got us here. We have to dismiss that entire way of thinking and exchange it, an entire psychic change for me to become well. Once a psychic change has occurred, and I'm quoting again, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems, he despaired of ever solving them. Now, finds himself easily able to control his desire to, again, whatever negative behavior that leads you to. We just have to follow a few simple rules. So when I looked up in the dictionary under thought, because I wanted to break it down and see what resonates with you How do you have to view your thoughts and how it impacts and infects, affects, and controls our normal daily living, our average life? Here are some of the things. Thoughts. It's the product of mental activity, that which one thinks. And this is why we need to have an entire psychic change. Because if I allow a negative thought to corrupt a positive thought, in most all cases, it means I'm not that committed to the positive thought. That is why I'm allowing negativity to enter in. Therefore, the likelihood is that negativity will overtake the positive nature of that mental activity or that thought, and it will no longer be positive or even partially true or positive. It will be overtaken by the negative. Thoughts, a single act or product of thinking, it's an idea or a notion. The act or process of thinking. How do we go through our life? One of the podcasts I did is just the power of of self-talk. How important is it to talk positively about who we are? The act or process of thinking. What is my mental activity? And, and I know for a lot of us, this doesn't come overnight. Like I've said before, we, we did not get sick overnight. We did not become this person that we don't like overnight. And we're not going to get well overnight. But we can get well incrementally. One step at a time, one day at a time, one bite of the apple at a time. It's that adage, 
How do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat the elephant one bite at a time. We can't devour it all. There's, there's way too much. We don't, we don't want this to be uh, taking a drink out of a fire hose. You know, all the water may be good, but if the majority of it ends on the ground and washes away, then what good was the water? So we want to sip this. We want to take this slowly, one bite at a time, so it gets digest emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. We want it to be digested so we understand how it fits within our framework. Thoughts is also the capacity or faculty of thinking, reasoning, and imagining. It's our capacity. And our, and our capacity grows in our ability to think. I'm amazed sometimes when I go back and I listen to some of my talks or some of my podcasts to see what I've covered how I've covered it and can I improve in my delivery or the content that I'm bringing or how I articulate something. And as I listen over the years or some of the blogs that I've written or some of the videos that I've produced, I, I'm amazed at what I've learned along the way. You know, when you've been at this as long as some of us have, our capacity grows, our point of reference grows, and so will yours. You will grow your capacity or your faculty of thinking, but we do it one step at a time. So don't be overwhelmed by this. I love that in recovery, every person from every religious and secular background understands the principles of change over time. There might be something that might happen in a vacuum based on a particular event. We come to believe in a particular deity or or a relationship or a circumstance, but changing the behavior to, to be consistent with the belief structure of that takes time because it's Change is not outside in, not lasting change anyway, not effectual change. It's not outside in. And again, referring back to Dr. Stephen Covey, it's an inside out approach to quality and change. Like Mr. Denning with the quality movement, it takes a while to develop quality, to develop a depth, to increase your capacity or faculty of thinking. The next thing on definition of thoughts is a consideration or reflection. Reflecting is very powerful to understand if our thinking is in alignment. So if I'm reflecting on my thoughts and how I behaved, If it's not bringing me the results that I'm looking for today, it means that it won't bring me the the results that I'm looking for tomorrow. It's a consideration or a reflection. Where is my thinking? Is my thinking consistent with the path that I say that I want to be on? 
It's a meditation. Thoughts are meditation. It's a contemplation or recollection. Contemplating, thinking, meditating. The meditation takes on a a whole deeper level because I'm not only meditating on my thoughts, but I'm coming into alignment with the emotional, even with the physical and the in the uh, psychological, the spiritual realm of who I am. I'm getting in touch with God as I understand God. For me, uh, as a Christian, uh, I'm, I'm learning and deepening my understanding of the Bible. What does your faith bring you to? What does your meditation bring you to? How do you become more in line with that power greater than yourself that allows you the freedom to become the person that is in alignment with your belief structure. Thoughts are intention, design. They help define our purpose. It's anticipation or expectation our thoughts can be. Our thoughts are a consideration. Our thoughts are our attention. And they, and they have to do with how we care and who we care for or what we care for or the overall regard we have for life as we understand it. A thought can be a judgment. It's an opinion. It's a belief. It goes on to say that it's the intellectual activity or the ideas, opinions, that are characteristic of a particular place or time. There's so much power in this that we need to control our thoughts. We need to have an entire psychic change for us to revolutionize the person that we are so we can become the person we desire to be. Even after all the years that I've been at this, because I know we don't coast uphill, I know that life is a continual opportunity to do the work before me. I do not rest on my laurels. I'm always looking. I'm always asking for someone's opinion because I do have accountability to others who can say, you're on the right path here. I see something difficult there that my thinking is questioned, that the power of my thinking involves me becoming that better version of me. Becoming the best possible version of me is the most important thing I can do for me because I know how it affects us. And how it affects us either confirms or discourages how I feel about me, which will once again affect how I interact with us or how powerful we are together. I want to thank you for listening today. I want to thank you for finding this podcast and helping us in our recovery movement Make sure you check out the links on Quote of the Day and Dr. Joe Dispenza 
and learn more about the power of thinking and how we can experience an entire psychic change that we can become well and now find ourselves easily able to have the control we always wanted to have so we're not just self-destructing, but we are becoming powerful within that thinking that we can become the best possible version of ourselves so we can have maximum impact to others. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Make sure you go to recoveryguide.org and look at some of the videos. We are now on iHeartRadio Podcast, and that is badass. Thank you for joining us. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying to do everything.